Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. I'm just going to read a scripture tonight and then uh, uh, go into some teaching, if that's okay, and just kind of give you a little bit of information. Uh, it's This is different for me because, you know, I like to be wild and crazy. All of you who know me, amen. But I'm going to be dignified tonight in Jesus' name, amen, because it's Wednesday night, and that's what we do. We're dignified on Wednesday night, so... I'm going to be, my wife looks at me because I act strange, but so I'm going to be dignified and proper and all those good things tonight. Probably not, but anyway, uh, Galatians chapter number six, uh, there's a very common scripture, but I just want to give a, uh, kind of bring out a few little nuggets. I like this cool table. I feel real trendy, by the way, standing at this table. Uh, if he, I'm sorry, Galatians chapter six, verse number nine. And I'm going to read out the Amplified, and everybody, you probably know the verse before you even turn to it. It's, it's, it's probably posted on some of your mirrors in your homes, and it's uh, probably on some of your refrigerators, and right there behind the thing that says uh, this year's diet plan or something, we probably have this scripture beside it, amen, it's the beginning of the year. So uh, this scripture is a, I believe, a very relevant scripture, so let's just read it, we'll go into it. It says, and let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint and acting nobly and doing right for in due time, say due time, at the appointed season, say appointed season, we shall reap. Now say that again. We shall reap. Now this isn't a we may be going to reap or it's possible that we may reap. This is we shall reap. Amen. And let me tell you something about God in case you didn't know. You probably know this, by the way. He is always good on his word. Amen. Come on. He is always good on what he says. His promises are yes and amen. Amen. When he speaks, it is a divine, absolute truth. Amen. It is impossible for him to lie. Come on. It's impossible for him to speak something that is fickle or that is a half truth. When he speaks a promise, his promise is as good as done. Come on. It's as good as it's already there. Amen. We were kind of talking a few of us before service tonight. It's like whenever God speaks a word, sometimes it may, it may sit there and uh, seems like it's hovering over us for years sometimes. Amen. It may feel like Caleb when God said, you're going to get this mountain over here. And 45 years later, he gets to possess the mountain. And you're thinking, man, that would have begun 45 years ago. Amen. But God has a perfect time. Say time. He said, at the appointed season, you shall reap. Somebody say today. You shall reap if you don't loosen or faint or relax or become uh, uh, faint, uh, is what the Amplified says. Amen. Okay, so here we are at an appointed season. Say appointed season. I believe with all my heart, can I just speak to you prophetically for a minute, that last year in 2016, that between the dates of October the 2nd and October the 4th, there was an open heaven, if you will, and God used that timing to establish a brand new season for the body of Christ. Some of you are thinking, what is he talking about? I promise you, I'm goofy, but it's all good. Jesus is goofy too. I'm made in his image and likeness. And I believe that on October the 4th, according to the 
season that we were in, God began to open up a new realm and a new season for the body of Christ. And I believe that it's probably the best season throughout church history. I believe right now where you and I are, we are in the greatest season of church history ever. I believe that we're in the greatest season to see the greatest display and the greatest uh, 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 revival that has ever been seen on the face of the earth. And it has nothing to do with an election and has everything to do with Jesus. Come on. It has nothing to do with an alignment of the stars in the sky. It has to do with a word that he spoke and is saying that there's an appointed season and I believe it's right now. Amen. I believe it's so right now. I believe that it's a season that has been prophesied for 700 years that I've been studying. Not that I've been studying for 700 years. I've been studying prophetic words that were written 700 years ago that is for this exact year that you and I are in right now. That literally every jot and every tittle of those prophetic words are coming to pass. Words that people spoke 500 years ago and they never saw them released in their time. I see them taking place right now because we are in an appointed season. And what happened last year, a lot of people got very worn out last year. Can anybody witness that? Last year, some people were just trying to say, is 2016 ever going to end? Anybody relate to that? Is this year ever going to be over? Well, guess what? It's over. Come on. It's over. That's, that's the, you ought to, that's, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And now we're in a brand new season and it's a set season for God to do something really big and really awesome. I believe we're in a season of an awakening. A lot of people throughout church history prophesied and they said there would be three great awakenings on the face of the earth. And we've seen those awakenings take place. Let me give you a little bit of history. Is that okay? A little bit of teaching here. In the early 1900s, they say was what they call the first wave of revival. And it had been in a little church church in a little stable on a street called Azusa in Los Angeles. And what's interesting about that little uh, moment in history, it actually started in Houston, Texas, if you really studied the history of the Azusa revival. And because of what was going on in the day and hour with racial tensions and, and all of these things that are taking place, a man by the name of William Seymour, he left uh, 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 and went to LA and to the city of angels and he cried out for a move of God. Has anybody been crying out for a move of God? Amen. Has anybody seen what's going on in the nations of the earth with racial tensions and division after division? I believe we're seeing a parallel of what took place at Azusa Street. Well, then God released a wave of revival called the Azusa Street Revival. And literally it brought people from all over the world to the United States of America to experience an outpouring of revival. And then in the 70s, 80s, the charismatic movement, those crazy people, you know, that see gold dust and angel wings and all that, you know, the people that I circulate with usually, <laughs> begin to get stirred up. And literally the charismatic movement was whenever uh, non-Pentecostal churches begin to experience what was normally seen in a Pentecostal church. All of a sudden, that's what's really the charismatic movement is. But they also prophesied that there would be another wave, say another wave. I believe we are in that another wave time where there is a revival such that has never been seen. And I just want to show you, I'm not just talking, I'm going to give you proof in just a minute because we always like proof, right? 
We're, we're proof people, amen. And so, again, this is don't grow weary. You're in appointed season. You may not seen the promise yet, but I promise you, don't go, don't, don't fall asleep now, amen. Don't stop now. You're, you, we are in the, you're any moment now you could see your miracle take place. Come on. As a matter of fact, I believe this with all my heart, and you can say I'm crazy, but it's the truth. I don't care. Uh, there is a very thin realm right now between heaven and earth, I believe. I believe that just as a woman, when she goes into labor and her membranes begin to soften to prepare for the birth of a child, right now there's a very thin layer between heaven and earth. And what is that telling me? That heaven and earth are becoming one, and the supernatural realm is being released into the natural realm. That the unseen realm is literally invading the seen realm. Come on, that's good stuff, amen. I promise you I'm going to do Bible teaching. I, I said I'm going to do that. I, I really am. Uh, but literally we're in that stage where that, that what is what was once unseen is now becoming seen. Come on. That whenever you could not see, all of a sudden is being seen. And some of you think, I don't want to see. Yes, you do. Come on, yes, you do. So look at your neighbor and say, don't grow weary. We're in another wave of revival, amen. What, so I believe in this awakening that we're in right now. God is awakening sonship. He's awakening sons and daughters. In other words, a kingdom mentality. Say kingdom. I know you guys have been studying about kingdom, amen. Jesus said in John chapter 14, I believe, and he said, I will not leave you as orphans. Amen. In other words, you and I are not orphans. And I believe there's an awakening taking place that God is awakening the revelation that you and I are not beggars. You and I don't have to come to God and beg him to move on our behalf. Amen. But we are understanding that I'm a son of the most high God. I'm an heir to the king of glory. Amen. Does that make sense? I'm his child. I'm his beloved. There is nothing I can do to make him dislike me. Come on, think about that. There are things that you can do to make me dislike you. Come on. <laughs> there are things I can do that will make you dislike me. But God will never, ever dislike you. You know, it's easy for us to say God loves you. God loves you. He loves you. But it's not easy to say God really likes you. Come on, think about it. Because we have this mentality that says, I love them, but I don't like them. Like becomes to carry a lot more weight than the word love in our mind, right? But to God, he doesn't just love you. He likes you. He enjoys you. He wants to be with you. He enjoys your, uh, uh, he enjoys your company. He enjoys spending time with you. You know, religion for so long said, you have to read, study, pray. And now, don't, and don't, don't go anywhere for what I'm about to say, by the way. Um, let's bring it back around. You have to read, study, and pray to prove you love God. No, that's not why you read, study, and pray. It's so because he likes spending time with you. He likes spending time with you. He likes sitting down with you. He likes coming to the table with you. He's raising up sons and not orphans. Come on. Sons will come to the door and they won't even knock. Come on in. Yeah. A daughter will go to your refrigerator and go start eating your groceries and never ask. A son and daughter will, will reveal things to their parent knowing that their mama or daddy usually will not disown them. Right? 
See, God is raising up not orphans that say I have to work for his approval, but I'm a true son and daughter and I can come to his table anytime. I don't even have to knock at the door. I know we spiritualize and say knock and it shall be opened up to you. Guess what? The door's already open. Come on. He already opened the door. When Jesus died on the cross, the Bible says the veil was rent, the door opened. We don't have to spend all day at the door knocking anymore. I'm stretching your theology for just a second. Amen. Religion says knock, 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 knock. And God's going, it's open. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> knock, knock. Hey, I said it's open. Right? <laughs> See, Jesus is saying, just come on in. You're a son. You're a daughter. Come and partake. You're not an orphan. Look at somebody and say, I'm not an orphan. See, true sons and daughters understand that their relationship is not conditional. And I'm telling you this for a purpose. I'm going to build to something. It's not conditional. It doesn't mean that if I act good enough or smell the right way or if I dress the right way that my father is going to love me. He loves me in spite of myself. Amen. Isn't that good news, brother? In spite of myself, he just loves me. See, it's, un, it's, it's, it's not based. There's nothing that I can do to make him uh, orphan me. You understand? There's nothing that there I can do to make him abandon me. He's wanting us to understand this. Let me tell you why so you can understand why I'm going this route. You have had a lot of promises made to you. Come on. Anybody that's been in church one day, or 20 years, amen, 40 years, 50 years. There have been a lot of words spoken over your life, a lot of promises that the Father has made. And God wants us to understand that His word is still yes. Come on. It's a revelation God gave me recently. His word is yes, and we say amen. In other words, God speaks a word and says, yes, 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 I want you to be blessed. Did you know God wants you to be blessed? He wants you to be happy. Imagine that. He wants you to be full of joy. This is part of the third awakening, by the way, that I'm talking about. A revival that changes our lives, that we can live in a realm of joy. That we can live in a realm of sons and daughters. That we can experience the goodness of God right now. Amen? Somebody say right now. And so, so say I'm not an orphan again. Okay, so we understand sonship, and we understand that, that God is doing that in this appointed season. Now, let me tell you, I told you I would tell you that there's proof that we are in this appointed season. Now, I could go into a lot of just a lot of mumbo-jumbo and uh, Hebraic calendar and all of this, and, and that would take a whole other series of classes. It would take a long time. So I'm going to give you the brief version, okay? And back in October, we shifted into another realm, another time, another season. And if you, you know, right now we just turned to uh, 2017. Is everybody in agreement with that? That happened? Nobody's disputing that fact, right? We're in 2017. Well, the same thing in the beginning of time, God started a calendar and all of those are fine. And in that calendar, the year is 5777, five, seven, seven, three sevens, okay? Say three sevens. Now, anybody knows that's ever played a slot machine, and none of you have never played a slot machine because you're all so holy, right? right. He said, right. Well, let me talk to you guys. Okay. <laughs> Everybody knows when you pull the little thing and it goes 777. Somebody's about to get blessed. Come on. 
Somebody's about, look at spiritual. Woo! Jesus, I done pulled 777. Well, I'm not saying that we're on this cosmic, what if that's a word? Whatever. We're not on this cosmos, whatever, uh, a slot machine, but God does use simple things to speak prophetically to us. And when I began to see that we were rolling the 777, I said, surely something is going on in the realm of the Spirit. And God had me to begin to break down that number. And let me tell you what it means. It's made up of three sections. The first section is 57. It means, may this be the year of. Say that with me. May this be the year of. Now, understand the word may is in there. In other words, it's saying uh, there may be some conditions set ahead of me. So let may this be the year. In other words, let me be moved out of the way. I'm supposed to be teaching and I'm spitting. Uh, May this be the year of. The next section is the 70, which is the ayin in, in Hebrew. And it literally means with eyes to see. So the sentence now says, may this be the year that eyes see. Everybody say it with me. May this be the year that I see. Now, seven is a picture of a man who has a crown and has a sword. So it literally means a crowned man with a sword. So the sentence says, may this be the year that the eye see the sword of the crowned man. Now, what does that mean? You go, what? Huh? That's wonderful. It's a beautiful sentence. Who is the crowned man? Who? Jesus. What is the sword of the Lord? The what? So may this be the year that the word of the Lord is seen by my eyes. Come on, let that sink down. May this be my appointed season that I can see every word that God has ever spoken to my spirit. May this be the year that every prophetic utterance that God has ever spoke over my life, may this be the year, let this be the fulfillment of the year that my eyes don't just uh, wonder if I'm going to see it. May this be the year that I see it for myself. Come on. See, I don't know about you, but I I have to act on faith and say, God, let this be my year. Key, some of you need to understand, may this be the year that your sons and daughters come home. Come on. May this be the year that the spirit of lack and poverty is broken off your finances. May this be the year that oppression is broken off Caldwell Parish. May this be the year, come on, where revival is released upon the earth and every nation of the earth recognizes. Come on. May this be the year where the glory of God is established in a nation and the nations of the earth realize that God is God. Come on. May this be the year, come on, that what God promised me 45 years ago, I can obtain and see it with my eyes this year. May this be the year. Come on. And then we get over to Galatians. He said, I know you wanted to get tired. I know you wanted to stop. I know you wanted to grow weary. He said, but there's an appointed season. You know what God showed me? He showed me a lot of people walking into this, not even walking. They were crawling into this season. Come on. But you know what he showed me? He said, at least you made it across. 
Come on. At least you made it. Come on. I'm teaching tonight, right? You know, at least you made it into the season. Come on. At least you didn't give up and die in 2016. Come on, at least you didn't stop before you crossed over into the next season. At least you made it. You may be crawling, you may be bruised, and you may be beat up, but by God, you're breathing and you're alive. You made it to this appointed season. You didn't die in last season. And because you didn't die, you shall reap. It's the word of the Lord. May this be the year that the word of the crowned man be seen. And the word says, if I make it to the appointed season, I'm going to reap. Come on, you need to tell somebody, this is probably a year you're going to reap. As a matter of fact, I was walking on a treadmill here at this little gym, wherever it is, down the street. And I was looking out over this uh, little, uh, actually it was dark, and I was just kind of watching cars. And God spoke to me, and he said, this region is about to experience the greatest influx of fruit they've ever seen. That's what he said. I said, God, they've experienced a lot. I've, I've been coming back and forth here for the past 10 years. And man, oh man, you can rejoice. Come on, is somebody with me? You can rejoice. The Lord has been good. Come on, does anybody bear witness to them? You looked 10 years ago, and I'm not saying it was, you, could, you should be able to say, man, God is good. If he never blesses you in this, he's been really good. And God has said, you know what? You've not seen anything yet. Come on. You just thought you made it somewhere. Come on. You just thought you had reached something. Eye has not seen it. Ear has not heard. You can't even imagine. You can't even imagine the fruit that I got in store. Come on. I'm telling you, heaven is pregnant with fruit and ready to give birth. That's why that rim between heaven and earth is thin. God's saying, I'm about to push out some fruit upon this region, and I'm going to awaken the dead. Come on. I was on that treadmill, and I began to see in the Spirit, and I saw people in tombs. Literally, their homes had become tombs, and there was rocks over their doors, just like you would see in the tombs. And I began to see tombs rolled away. And God says, I'm coming, and I'm breathing a fresh wind of revival in this region. And I'm calling even those that have been in tombs for decades out of tombs, and they shall live. All because my beloved has made it to this appointed season. A season where you shall reap. Come on. Uh, See, you made it. Come on. You made it. Yesterday is gone. Come on. 2016 is over. 5776 is over. It's time to step into a season of reaping big time. I share with Pastor briefly, God spoke to me the other day, and he said between now and April the 10th, you mark it on your calendar, that there is about to be a great release of things that were in bondage. People that were in bondage and situations that were in bondage. uh, Come on, doors that have been closed for many years. He said it's going to be another great exodus. That's the word he used. So I went and looked at my calendar. Do you know what April the 10th is? Passover. Passover celebrates when the Jews came out of bondage. It's an appointed season. 
It's a divine appointment. Genesis 1.14 says, I have given you the sun and the moon and the stars as to give you a sign. So at the appointed seasons, see, God just doesn't tell us these things. So we'll think, oh, isn't that cute on my counter? It says Passover. We need to say, God, you're speaking something. What is the appointed season? Maybe you're about to do another exit of Egypt. Come on. I believe dreams that have been in a lot of bondage for years where you, oh, come on. Matter of fact, I just heard the Lord say, it's time to dream again. And you need to dream bigger than you've ever dreamed before because those dreams are coming out of tombs. And they're coming, they are coming out of Egypt. And they go, and they will be established in promised land. Come on. In a land where the grapes were so big, they had to carry them over their shoulder. Come on, I'm telling you, I see visions and dreams awakening right now. And they begin to expand and get even bigger. I know, no, no purpose. Look, I'm teaching, right? Uh. So, what does all this mean? This means good stuff is what it means, to be honest with you. (laughs) I just try to say that to sound like a teacher for a minute. (laughs) Let me tell you something. God always uses the door to come any way he comes. Whenever he comes in, he never just takes the... Well, actually, I'm lying. He does take the roof off sometimes and come through the roof. Never mind. No, He's looking for a door. Say he's looking for a door. I'm saying that to build up to where I'm going with this scripture right here. (laughs) Let me read you this scripture. This is what I think is so cool. That God, that God is going to partner with you and I. This is the term. He wants to partner with sons and daughters. Come on. So that we can, we can partner with him to be a part of the greatest move of God in church history. Do you understand that right now there are intercessors in groups all over the world and they are praying for the next great revival to be released? And God is sitting in heaven going, how cute, they're praying for this revival and I appointed it for the beginning of time. See, Isaiah 46, I declared the end from the beginning. I had already planned that in your 2017 was going to be an appointed time for the greatest revival that the earth has ever seen. You watch, you are going to put more money into ministry than you've ever put in your life this year. Now, some of you just got scared. But you will see the greatest increase in the favor and the open of heaven you've ever seen this year. Come on. If you will partner with God, there will be nothing impossible. Come on, I'm telling you something. There will be nothing impossible if you will partner with God. Remember, he said in 1 Corinthians, he said, he says the divine yes, and we resound the amen. In other words, God is speaking. If you'll partner with me and we just go, amen, so be it. So, how do I know he wants to use you and I? Psalms 24. I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation, so so that's where I'm going to read it. It says, the Passion Translation says, they will stand before God. Now, as soon as I read that, God spoke to me and he said, they may have crawled across the finish line, but they will stand before me in this hour. 
Come on. You are going to mount up with strength again. You are going to mount up and be able to stand in the presence of the Lord. And it says, for they seek the pleasure of God's face. That's beautiful to me. Anybody knows me, I love, sappy love with Jesus. Amen. It's, it's, I love it. I love to love on him. And so David says, they will. They stood before God and they sought the pleasure of his face. I just want to see you. I just want to be with you. I just want to experience what you want me to experience. I want you to feel what you want me to feel. I want you to love what you want me to love. I want, you to, I want to hate what you want me to hate. I just want to feel your heart, God. Amen. He said, for they sought the pleasure of God's face, the God of Jacob. And then he says, so wake up. Don't be sleeping in 2017. You hear me? Don't sleep in, no, I'm not, take a nap every once in a while. <laughs> but don't sleep in 2017. Because if so, you may end up like Jacob and not even know you've been in the presence of something that is open heaven over your life. Wasn't it Jacob that was had the ladder, saw the ladder? He fell asleep and he didn't even realize. He didn't even know that he was standing at the gate of heaven. Come on. He didn't even understand that there was a ladder that was set up. We don't want to sleep for one minute and miss what God is doing this year. Amen. And so he says, wake up, you living gateways. Lift up your heads, you ageless doors of destiny. Now, this is what's cool. You are the door of destiny. He's talking to you. He says, wake up, you doors of destiny. Inside of you is a door, and God desires to open that door. Oh, watch this. It gets even better than that to me. I mean, it just makes me want to scream. He says, open up your, or he says, it says, lift up your doors of destiny. Welcome the king of glory, for he is about to come through you. He says, I want to partner with you. And I want to use you as the door that I enter the unseen, the seen realm in. I'm going to use you. I'm standing in the unseen realm, and you are the door that I'm going to use to birth the unseen realm into the seen realm so that the supernatural realm begins to be seen into the natural. Come on. He said, he's about to come through you. You ask, who is this glory king? I'm glad you asked. He's the Lord. He's the mighty one. I love the word Lord. It literally means self-existed, eternal one. Come on, he's the Lord. He's the mighty God. He's the strong tower. He's the rock of ages. He's the foundation of the earth. Come on, it's so good that we can just declare who he is. You need to be able to speak who God is so that no matter what you're facing, at any time you can always declare who the Lord is. So he says he's the Lord, armed, ready for battle. The mighty one, invincible. Say that word with me, invincible. That word means incapable of being conquered, overcome, or subdued. Now, why is this so important? Because inside of you is the king of glory. It is impossible for you to be overcome or subdued if you partner with him. It is impossible for you to fail if the king of glory lives in you. Come on. See, religious mindset will go, well, you win some, you lose some. No, you don't quite understand. 
If we really understood who He is, the invincible God who is incapable of failing, we would see that it is impossible for you and I to ever fail. Now, what I mean, I won't make mistakes. That's not what I'm saying. Think bigger. Because you need to think big because there's a big movement taking place in the nation and specifically in your region. You've been placed as a county seat or whatever you guys call it over here, parish seat in this region for a purpose. And it's not just in this, is this, is this a seat? Uh, it's not just in the natural because they decided to put uh, Columbia. I mean, come on, Columbia as the parish seat. But God says, I'm prophetically establishing something that I am going to put Columbia as the county seat, if you will, in the spirit realm. That will, you will affect an entire region. Amen. Amen. So he says... The Lord, He's invincible. He's incapable of being conquered in every way. So wake up. Look at somebody and say, wake up. Wake up. You living gateways and rejoice. Come on, rejoice. <laughs> you got a reason. You made it through last year. You made it. Some of you didn't think you'd ever make it. Some of you, it couldn't end fast enough. There's been so much warfare in the last year. Do you understand? There is, you understand because you've been there, I'm sure. If you've not, I want to move to your bubble. Come on. There has been so much warfare in the last season because the enemy knew that God had an appointed season for the time we're in right now. He knew if they make it breathing to the other side, it'll be impossible to stop them. He knew that if they survive last year, they are going to prosper the next. Come on. And I'm not talking about finances. That's only part of it. He knew that if you didn't give up spiritually last year, you were going to prosper spiritually this year. Come on. You can look at the devil and say, Nana, Nana, boo, you should have killed me. You should have killed me when you had the chance. Ha, joke's on you. Come on. You should have did it while you had the gun in your hand. Come on. You should have did it the day you had the chance. I've made it to the appointed season now. And according to Galatians 6 and 9, if I make it to the appointed season, I shall reap. Come on. So he says, rejoice. Fling wide, you ageless doors of destiny. Watch this. Here it comes. <laughs> what door? The door inside of you. He said, open the door. Here he comes. Oh, Jesus, I'm seeing birth now. You're birthing this glory, King. You're birthing a kingdom right now. Do you think that you've been learning kingdom? I how long you've been? He's always teaching kingdom. God's been teaching him kingdom. He's been teaching all of us kingdom for years now. We are, there is a kingdom of God being released right now on the earth. You can't duplicate it by anything you've ever seen on the earth. Because what it is, is not from the earth. 
It's something that was established in the heavens, and now God has given us the privilege to experience it on the earth. Come on. So he says, here he comes, this king of glory. He's ready to come in. Did you hear that? He's ready to come in. You don't have to wait till next year now. Come on. It's now. He's ready to do miracles now. He's ready to make you start bearing fruit now. You don't even have to wait next week. Why not now? Come on. Well, you don't have to wait till next appointed season. We're already in the appointed season. Come on. Do you know what? I could testify about something. God spoke to me last year and told me last year would be a year of Jubilee because I'm, I'm about to close because you guys got things to do and got to go. He spoke to me and said, last year be a year of Jubilee. And in Jubilee, debts are canceled. Uh, uh, all of these things, study it, go study it. Uh, every 50, 49 years on the 50th year, uh, he says in Leviticus 23, he said it shall be established as a year of Jubilee for you and for all the land. And he says in the, that which, uh, you, the land that was stolen from you shall be given back to you. Slaves shall be set free. Debts will be canceled. And I ran with it. I prophesied it everywhere I went. This is Jubilee, 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 Jubilee. And I said, God, if you don't move on this, I'm going to look like an idiot. But you said in your word. And God spoke to me and he said, I'm going to relieve your debt this year. And I had to put myself in a lot of debt. Can you relate? <laughs> and I said, but Jesus, that's so sweet of you, but I did it to myself. Right? I did it. I made those decisions. I did it. And he said, but you're a son. You're not an orphan. Orphans worry about responsibility. Son says, my daddy will take care of it. Now, I'm not preaching entitlement here. I want you to understand that there's a heir, there's a, there's a sonship where it doesn't matter. We understand our daddies have got our backs no matter what. Amen. Well, last year, it did not come the way I thought it was. But literally by October the 4th, I had $46,000 worth of debt erased. Now, why was October 4th so important? Remember, I said it was a new season. October the 2nd began what is known as the head of the year, Rosh Hashanah, which in Judaism, not even, it's, the, it, it's, it's a new year. It's when the new year begins. It begins on, October, uh, on one day. It lasts for 48 hours. It began on October the 2nd. And October 2nd, I preached at a church that Sunday morning. And I said, God, I've not seen the fullness of Jubilee yet. And I've been preaching, prophesying, Jubilee, 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 death canceled, death canceled, all these things. And man, we don't have much time. Because at 6 p.m. tonight, the new year changes. Did it not? <laughs> and before 6 p.m., I deposited the last $1,000 to take care of it in our bank account. It didn't come the way I thought it was because God always does things differently. But my jubilee came and I got $46,000 worth of debt removed last year. You know what that did to me for this year? God, if you said that this year, 5777-2017, whatever you want to call it, was going to be the greatest year of revival, you better believe I am so crazy right now with faith. I believe it with all my heart. And if I got to declare it all the way up till December the 31st, 2017, we are going to see another move of revival. We are going to see a wave of glory because you said it and I'm saying amen to it. Amen. Where was I going with all that? Hallelujah. So, you're in the greatest season of your life right now. 
the season to see the greatest move of God. And let me tell you, all we have to do, here's your responsibility in closing. Right here, we got, we got 10 minutes. It is going to come with radical, 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 radical unity. God spoke to me and he said, in this season, I'm calling for diversity and unity. Now I said, what do you mean? And he took me to Romans chapter 14 and they were disputing, I believe it's Romans 13, uh, 14. They were disputing on what they should eat, what they shouldn't eat. Should they eat this? Should they not eat this? And God began to speak to me and he said, even when people have different ideas, are you still going to be able to be in unity with them? Because it's not worth the power and the demonstration of God if we can't, you know what I mean? It's just not worth it. We're not talking about heaven or hell here. We're talking about uh, him, not him, or uh, hair, not hair, uh, flag, not flag, whatever you're, whatever it is. You know what I mean? We're talking, <laughs> we're, talking about, we're talking about petty stuff, right? Should you eat that, not eat that? Should you have a Christmas tree, not have a Christmas tree? You know what I'm saying? What? Just, just whatever, do something. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you want to do. Hot an egg, don't hot an egg. It doesn't matter to me. Right? <laughs> wear a skirt, wear pants. I don't care. <laughs> wear something. <laughs> Amen, brother. Who said that? Amen. Where's something? You know what I mean? Man bun, no man bun. <laughs> tattoo, no tattoo. Who cares? Come on. We got to be able to be in unity, even if there's so much diversity. Diversity is what makes us beautiful. Diversity is what makes us unique. Come on. It's what makes us individuals yet part of something. Come on. I told them this morning, and, and even though they're on my Facebook this morning, I was on that treadmill. God always talks to me while I'm working out these days. And he spoke to me and he said, uh, uh, how do you say it? He said, uh, uh, if you try to walk in someone else's shoes, you'll always fall down. How am going to think about that? I can't be you and you can't be me. You're going to fail if you try to be me and I'm going to fail if I try to be you. And I can tell you, for years I tried to be, I, I, this man was my, is my spiritual father. We used to go up in a prayer room. Have you ever prayed with this man before? It's a little bit intimidating. He's all powerful. Ooh, you know. I thought, well, I'm going to go over here and pray real quiet. I remember this. Remember going to the upper room before service back in the day? It'd be dark. I was like, thank God it's dark. You know, intimidated, you know, thinking I got to be like him and whatever. And then I realized I can't. I'm just going to fail. I'm going to become frustrated. I'm going to become, I'm going to become agitated. I'm going to quit, right? You be you and I'll be me. But when we come together, it's something so beautiful and something so powerful that nothing will be impossible. Okay. Genesis 11 says this. It says they went to build the Tower of Babel. And God stepped back and he said, they're really going to do it. They're going to do this. They're really going to do it. Because they speak one language. When we get into one language, 
It said in Genesis 11, nothing is impossible for them. Let me tell you something. This year, hold unity so close. Humble yourself even when you have to lay down like carpet. Come on. If you've got to be the dust or the rug that someone dusts their feet off on, whatever you have to do, it's not worth the disunity because the disunity is the only thing that can prevent us from seeing this revival released on the earth. It is the only thing possible according to Scripture because a house divided will fall. It doesn't matter what the earth says about you and I. It doesn't matter what Republicans or Democrats say about the body of Christ. But we can't let it get in us because it'll stop the flow of God. And it's not worth it. I'm telling you, if you'll get a hold of this and you're willing to go low, go low, low, low. I watch a lot. I like watching Heidi Baker. Listen to her. She says, go low, go low, go low. (laughs) It's not worth just go low. Amen. Humble yourselves before people. It's not worth arguing. It's not worth fighting. It's not worth trying to get your opinion heard. It's something bigger than you and I. We're at a season to see something so powerful. More souls than we've ever seen in church history. I believe God is ready to give birth to an abundance of souls. Do you hear me? I can just, I'm telling you, an abundance of fruit. And fruit that doesn't just come and go, but fruit that remains. Come on. Are you ready for revival? Somebody say it's our year. Father, we bless you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your promises. We thank you for your word. We thank you that we can come together. And God, most of all right now, I thank you that we've made it to this appointed season. And because we've made it to this appointed season, Father uh, God, we are going to reap because we did not faint last season. So God, we are crazy enough to believe you and take you at your word. So God, we have great expectation. Come on, let your spirit it just soar with expectation. I expect to see revival in Caldwell Parish. I expect to see the birthing of sons and daughters. I expect to see a supernatural influx in ministry like never before. I expect, I, I expect a unity in the region, Father, that will usher in revival. And Father, most of all, we have great anticipation and great joy Father, that we get to partner with you and that you would be just so sweet to us and use us as the door that you could walk through. So tonight, Jesus, we open up the doors of our spirit that the King of glory may truly invade the earth and that we truly may see what you spoke of in your word and see and and for ourselves why even in the body, the fullness of what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Just one quick thing about the unity. If for so long, we we used one person to try to hold the platform of God and it's become like 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 God's platforms on a little needle because we're just tiny little needles in the body. But when you and I come together operating as this great multitude of people, all of a sudden that platform, it becomes like a a stabilizing system. And we are literally right now building a platform for the King of glory as you and I become one with one another. Just every time you have to humble yourself because you know you're right.
Come on, we all know we're right, right? It's real easy for me to tell you I'm right. <laughs> but every time I have to humble myself, I want you to think about it. I just built a platform. I'm steadying the place for the kabod of God to come to my region. I humbled myself because his presence is worth everything. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for putting up with me tonight. Amen. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.